it's Evelyn, your host of Now I Get It, today's entertainment business news in five minutes or less. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the new live action movie, The Little Mermaid from Disney, and how it brought in $117 million over this past Memorial Day holiday in the U.S., but how, despite the headlines, I believe that The Little Mermaid may struggle to live up to expectations based on this early performance. By the end of this episode, you'll also be able to say, now I get it. Family audiences came out this past weekend to watch Disney's The Little Mermaid. It was the number one movie of the weekend, bringing in $117.5 million over four days. Now, over Memorial Day weekend history, it is the fifth largest Memorial Day debut. Just as a reminder, last year's Top Gun Maverick set a new Memorial Day holiday record with $160.5 million uh, during opening weekend. In fact, some even thought that Little Mermaid might break 120, but ticket sales did kind of peter off at the end, and we'll get into that. It currently sits at 71% Rotten Tomatoes. Not great, personally, but it is one of the higher ratings for Disney live action. And also, something that's not very special to me is it's basically the same script as the animated version. Now, I want to clarify, I'm not saying that The Little Mermaid won't do well in the box office. It clearly has already taken that spot by being the number one movie this weekend. My perspective on this movie is that it may not perform as well as it needs to. Well, in a dream world, it would make money. In a fine world, it would break even. And then in worst case scenario, it might lose money for Disney. While I don't think it would lose money for Disney, I think at best it may break even. In general, big budget live action remakes um, usually lead to higher box office returns. Um, Some of Disney's live action adaptations such as Alice in Wonderland, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and Lion King all have earned a cumulative $1 billion worldwide individually. While Little Mermaid doesn't need to get over to a billion, it still needs a pretty big return just to break even because of its budget. This live action version of The Little Mermaid got a production budget of $250 million. So far, this live action version of The Little Mermaid has only gotten $68.1 million from over 51 markets around the world, with some of the biggest markets such as France, United Kingdom, Mexico, Australia, Brazil, and South Korea. Some reports say that this movie needs to make at least $500 million at the box office just to break even. It's not really getting the support of the international markets. So in China, for example, The Little Mermaid has only opened to $2.5 million. This is on the way, way low end for Disney's live action remakes. So just for a little comparison, Fast X, also a U.S.-based movie, had a China opening of $51.1 million. Let me say that again. Fast X opened in China to $51.1 million. Little Mermaid live action opened in China to $2.5 million. Do you see what I mean with how The Little Mermaid is just not getting the power of the Chinese audience that some of the other films are? Some Asian reports predict that Little Mermaid might only bring home $4 million total from China during its entire run in theaters. Just as a comparison, other Disney live-action remakes in China have done far better. Cruella brought in $24 million in 2021 with Emma Stone. The Lion King brought in $120 million from China in 2019. Even The Jungle Book in 2016 brought in $150 million. 
In the U.S., 68% of the viewers were female. Um, over half of them were between 18 to 34. In general, the largest demo of viewers were millennials, 25 to 34 years old. Um, it was actually overwhelmingly diverse in viewers as well. 35% were Black, 25% were Latino, Hispanic, and only 26% were Caucasian, and then 11% Asian. So it'll be really interesting to see how the diverse audiences behave week over week now that the film is out. Well, since it's Tuesday because of Memorial Day weekend, I wanted to share a little bit about what I watched this long holiday weekend. I watched the series finales of Succession and Barry. In general, Succession is just a fine show for me. I mainly watch it for the pop culture relevancy, but I thought the finale was chef's kiss. I thought who they picked to be CEO at the end was the perfect selection. All of the one-liners, all of the tension, I was really sitting on the edge of my seat. Afterwards, Barry was also the series finale. I thought this one was a little bit more disappointing. I thought it was more of the same that we've seen from the whole show. Way too much senseless killings, things happening too urgently, suddenly, things not really making sense. I really felt like I wanted something more from the ending of this one. Um, really, really enjoyed two shows that made me laugh out loud. The other two on Max, uh, season four is out. There's five episodes so far. Really, really charming and delightful. Also, Jury Duty on Amazon Prime Video. Technically, it's under Amazon Freebie, but you can catch it on Prime Video. It is so creative and original. It is basically our version in real life of The Truman Show <laughs> with this one guy who's a solar panel contractor and everyone else around him is acting, but he thinks it's real life. I really recommend it. And then I gave Platonic on Apple TV Plus a try. I didn't love it. It's a show with Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. Um, I'm just not super into uh, angsty suburb life drama shows. Um, reminded me very much of Shrinking, which coincidentally was also on Apple TV+. Well, that's it for today's episode, everyone. I hope you learned a little, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.